Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am here with Jackie. Hello. And also Miles. Hello. Uh, and we're a podcast that ordinarily, as of, I don't know, months ago, <laughs> talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime. But we can't do that anymore. We can't do that anymore because we've been barred from doing so. Um, now We are blocked. We, we are co- currently blocked. We're blocked by the David Production Twitter account. Yeah. No, I don't know. Whoever publishes it. This isn't funny. This... Oh, uh, that kind of blocked. Yeah, this week, <laughs> since there is no JoJo, uh, it's not like there's four or five different video games. It's not like there's years and years of comics after the anime adaptation. Uh, this week, we're talking about an anime called Parasite the Maximum. The Maxim, excuse me. As we continue our spooky October. Yay. Jackie or Miles, do you have any idea for like a spooky pun? Like for for our podcast in October, anybody? No, no. Like go, ghost, ghost, hmm? mm. ghost, ghosts. JoJo's bizarre pod people venture podcast. Hmm. I could have done this in advance. <laughs> nope. Nothing. No, I don't. I can't think of any. No idea. Okay. Um, listeners at home, write in and, uh, tell us why you listen to this. Um, <laughs> cause we don't know. Uh, okay. First things first, cause we have a few other things to talk about as well. Some news in the Jojo world, some news in our personal worlds, but none of that can happen without sticking our noses and taking a big whiff of correspondence corner, Ugh. sucking up all the dust that is your emails. Ugh. Uh, first thing is, is that listener Zlax commented, basically wrote something like, you didn't think I'd listen to this episode, but I am. And so thank you for still listening, Zlax, even after we doubted <laughs> the idea that you would continue. Did we do that? Yeah, I think so. We doubted that anyone would listen anymore. Yeah, every single episode is a new person walking into the trap of thinking this is a good podcast and then becoming disappointed and leaving. Well, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, you have to try, right? You have to try new things. And so for you listening, thank you. But we understand. <laughs> you will take this off your feed. Already we are breaking a promise by not talking about JoJo's. Yeah. We should really change the name of this podcast to... Uh, to not JoJo's Bizarre. <laughs> please watch this anime. Watch yep. this anime with me. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm lonely. Watch this anime with me is a good name for a podcast. Right? But I think there's also like... Uh, I don't know. There might be one or two with me podcasts out there. We'll figure it out. Mm. But I also we're think, not renaming the podcast. I also now. think JoJo's Bizarre Podcast is a funny name, even though it's very lazy. Uh, Miles, do you want to read this next email from Adil? Adil, the essay in interview on Kira. <laughs> oh no, uh, dear JoJo B Pod crew, I like that. Here's the interview I promised last week. Hope it's not late. There's also the essay about Kira Araki wrote. It's pretty damn long, like 3,200 words. I'm thinking of not reading it. Here's the thing. The Reddit link that they sent us is dead. Oh. There's uh, nothing there. So, um... That's sad. Whoops. Yeah, I just... Thanks anyway. Quickly tried to look it up and see maybe if there's another place where we could find it. And he says, There's a reason I really like Kira. This is for just like a screenshot from an interview. Although he may have had a bad childhood and he turned into a serial killer, I always hope that he tries his best at being one. 
at being a serial killer? Yeah. That's pretty great. That's not a... Does well, his best. I mean, in a way, that is how it is when you watch a, a movie or a show like Dexter or something who's a murderer, but you're like, oh, I don't want him to get caught. Yeah. I want him to be good at murdering. Yeah, that's true. I guess I did want Kira to be good at murdering. You're sick. Which makes me the villain. You're disgusting. <laughs> Oh, no. I was kind of rooting for Kara a little bit, too. I like him. He's likable. He is. I, and I'm definitely always rooting for Dio. Always. Yeah. And, like, we watched American Psycho the other week, and you root for Christian Bale because he's likable, but he's also a disgusting murderer, 80s businessman. But that business card. Mm. Mm. It's called Cillian Braille. Cillian Braille. And the color is called Bone, I think. You saw it in theaters, right? No. That would have been silly. Okay. It was probably like 13 or 14 when it came out. No, I mean, I know that you're seeing some of these oh. movies in theaters. No, we watched The Shining in theaters, which was great. Uh, it helped me realize how ridiculous Jack Nicholson's performance in that movie is. Um, and then we're going to see The Exorcist. All of us are going to see The Exorcist. Yeah, that's going to be really difficult for me. We should compare it to JoJo's. We should uh, pod about it in the theater. Because I was super scared of The Exorcist as a child, probably because I was too young to watch The Exorcist. But I have Who to Who let you watch it year. as a child? My dad uh, My dad considers himself a movie buff, but he's not discerning at all. Like he'll watch anything. <laughs> so like he's always like rented movies constantly. He was an early adopter of Netflix, but like oh. nice. he will watch like every movie he rents every weekend and you can have like up to three at a time. So like he just watches so many movies. I feel like I should talk to your dad more. And many of them are garbage. <laughs> yeah, I talked to your dad briefly yesterday and he like kind of knew who I was. Why would he? Oh, you were in my wedding. That's true. I was in your wedding. We grew up in the same town. That's true. And we're well, we were kind of friends in in school. School. Sure. I've I don't know that I've ever talked to your mother directly outside of like a how are you like once or twice in the she last few years. She probably picked you up from our middle school sometimes. She did, and I literally did not see her face that entire time because uh, we just got in the car and I was in the back seat, mm -hmm. and then we left, and then just for the next fifteen years until like your wedding, I was like I have no idea what Miles's mom looks like. If you were like, here's Miles' mom, I'd be like, sure, that's somebody. Your hair uh, diverged a lot, too, so maybe they think you're two different people. Mm, I don't know that I saw either of them when I had long hair, so. Maybe. Anyway, uh, for those listening, Netflix back in the day was not, like, streaming and stuff. No one had the internet for that or the technology. So what you would do is you'd have a queue, a list. You can still do this. And you would say, send me these movies that are on DVD. And they were like, yeah, we know. You don't want to go to the library and you don't want to buy DVDs. And you miss the movie. And they would just send you several DVDs and you would watch them and you would mail them back. And then they would mail you your next movies in the queue. Right. And it was fun. My dad still does that. I wow. watched. No way. Is that still an option? It's still yeah. an option. Oh, I didn't know that. If you look up where to watch stuff, it's the worst because it'll be like, oh, hell yeah. The Devil's Advocate is on Netflix. And then you look closely and it's like dvd like mail version yeah not streaming he still does it. he still gets those red envelopes but anyway the point is he would rent like not only bad movies but movies that were inappropriate for children to watch very often wow just not discerning at all that's cool. great but prolific i don't know how we went down that road uh we were talking about the exorcist oh yeah so you so did you see the exorcist when i was a kid oh. and it really freaked me out mm. okay 
It's probably going to be fine. We'll, we'll maybe podcast about it. This is the director's cut. Uh, so you've got like the full spider walk scene that they cut out. Oh my God. Um, the other stuff I'm not entirely sure about. The spider walk's cool though. So you've seen this movie as an adult or no? I saw it at first when I was like 14 or 15. And as we all know, I am Jewish. And so I was completely immune to its scares. See, not me. Because I know uh, that only Jewish demons are real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And they work in Hollywood. I'm just kidding. Oh, boy. Uh, And uh, (laughs) that's too easy, wasn't it? Um, There's... I don't really want to spoil the movie for anybody, but... Um, okay, don't. There's definitely parts of it that scare me, but the actual, like, like thrust of the movie, I just was like, this is interesting, but... Eh. Okay, got it. I saw it as an adult, I think, but I don't know. It's it's good. It's a good watch. I think as a kid, I didn't appreciate it I because I was like, this isn't scary, and I was like, eh. and then as an adult, I was like, oh, this movie's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't get, like, really scared by movies. Like, I do, but I don't, like... When I watch a movie, I really want to be into it. So I want to be scared. And so I like try to make myself scared when I watch a movie. And so I like, I'll, I'll jump or whatever. I'll be like, ah, you know. Yeah. You've put like mouse traps next to yourself. So you accidentally touch them yeah, and get scared. Right. Right. I, bo- I booby trap like. The couch. The couch. <laughs> um, but I've never really had a movie that like freaked me out so much that afterwards I was scared. That happens to some people. And I wish it happened to me. Yeah, I that wish happens I, to me a little bit. I wish I truly believed you no, can't I think suspend I've seen, your disbelief. Yeah. I think I've seen movies with you where you were scared, like later. Uh, really? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I get scared But I wanted of, to be. I get yeah. scared of movies and video games. Like, I could not play the game Dead Space. Oh, video games are scary. First, because my brother made me play it in our basement, and he has he had really good speakers at the time, and he mm. refused to turn the lights on, so I was just sitting there holding a mouse in my hand, refusing to move anything. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, nope. <laughs> video games are worse like that, because in order to experience them, you have to have your eyes open and focused. Right. Yeah, a and movie, you have you to... you could be like, oh, I looked at the floor. Oh, no, You no. have to, like, do things, too. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it so... It's, you feel like you're, you're, you're a part of it, you right. know? And, you like, you do, do have the choice, but you also don't have the choice. You have to yeah. move the game forward. Yeah. Right. Anyway... Thanks for emailing Scary. us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. By the way, things like The Exorcist where it's like demon possession and like priest exorcisms and stuff don't really scare me at all. Oh, yeah. This is your correction. This is my correction from when I wasn't on the podcast because I was dealing with an on-call incident. Uh, Miles said that Catholic stuff freaks him out. That's true. Because he grew, he was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And Mark was like... Yeah, I think it's the same thing for Jackie. And I was listening to that episode like, no, it is the opposite. Because I, I don't care. Because the way that I, like, I went to Catholic school and everything. And, like, there, I mean, there was no, like, exorcism or demons or anything. It was all, like, Jesus is nice, you know? You had the rare hippie Catholic experience. It wasn't hippie either. I mean, we Sounds had, hippie. we had like, a, a, a nutso, like, nun that, like... <sighs> would traumatize you (laughs) basically so like we had some stuff like i might be more afraid of nuns than i am of like demons you know that might be true but but like i don't know you have always said that you're scared of movies and stuff that involve real people you're not scared of the supernatural so Uh, nuns are real people yeah but i think that's something like ghosts might be more scary to me than like anything that like tries to add additional stuff to catholic stuff that i learned just seems like oh this is just like extra made up no but it's not a lot of this stuff is real what's real 
like demonology is a part of Christianity. Demons are mentioned explicitly yeah, but in the I Bible. Wasn't, I wasn't taught it. And if it's not part of my headcanon, uh, then it's not real. You know, you know, canonically, that is like what that, <laughs> that is where that word comes from, right? Canon? I guess so. Yeah. From yeah. what? Like, I think Catholicism and Christianity. Really? Well, and then anything outside of canon is apocryphal, I think. Hmm. I'm going to start saying that for this. If people are like, oh, why don't you read Purple Haze Feedback? And I'll be like, that apocryphal JoJo work. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will not. It's cool. like, a, there's a book of Judas that most Christians uh, ignore. Hmm. Hmm. Like, we don't like that one. All right. It's like that one Led Zeppelin album no one listens to. Which one? Uh, in Four? Through the Outdoor. Three? Two? One? What's going to happen? Lift off? No, just the different Led Zeppelin albums. I think In Through the Outdoor. Isn't that an album? I don't know. I, I'm just thinking of the Venture Brothers. Uh, why don't you, so, uh, Jackie, why don't you read the next email? Sure. This email is from Talia. Spirals, an email of a whole lot of nothing. I like an email with a uh, subhead. Uh, Subtitle. Yeah. Uh, my favorite band's in chronological order. Chronological order? God, yeah. Godsmack uh, oh, I guess like from from when you started to have right. favorite. When you're okay. a preteen, Godsmack is the shit. Okay. Favorite bands in chronological order. Godsmack, Nine Inch Nails, and Tool. Each of these bands has something related to Spirals. Godsmack has a song called Spiral. Okay. Nine Inch Nail has an album called Downward Spiral. Correct. And of course, Tool's Lateralis. Yep. On a side, no longer a fan of Godsmack. Bullshit, you like it. But I think it would make a neat stand name for a villain stand. Okay, uh, its power would be like you get a, you get punched and have an existential crisis that causes a deep depression. So my teenage years would were haunted by spirals. Okay, uh, random note about the name JoJo. Bart's full name is Bartholomew JoJo Simpson. JoJo the singer. JoJo Kiss. Google image if you're over eighteen. I googled this with my phone facing away from other people, and yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay. What is it? It's an adult film star. Oh. All of which are actual JoJo references. Fact. Wait, what What are all JoJo references? Is Bart JoJo this is, Simpson it's just, a JoJo reference? I don't think, think that's so. true. It's just uh, uh, Talia having a, a word association. Okay. Uh, also, most recently, Billy Ellis rocked Jolene's hairdo and wore a Dio shirt. Also, Uzum- oh, I meant to look that up. Also, Uzum- I'll do it. Also, Uzumaki is awesome. I haven't read Gyo or Tomie yet, and I probably will, but after I read Hellstar Remina. Uh, P.S. I have no eyelids. If, if, if. If I have no eyelids, can I open my eyes? Like, if there's a door and you remove it, you no longer say the door is open. Hmm. Okay. That's a good point. Your eyes are just staring. Like, if there was a doorway and I said, open the door, and you would say, I can't. Would you say it's already open? It's always open? Or would you say the door's gone? Mm-hmm. I can neither close nor open the door. If you had no eyelids, though, I don't think I would sit around thinking about semantics. I would think, like, we should get you to a hospital. Mm-hmm. So I found her with Billie Eilish with Jolene hair. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. cool. I guess that's kind of fun. Get away from there. There's a spoiler. Stop it. Okay. Um, Billie Eilish is cool. Is she? Yeah. I like some of her music. I've never listened to it. Uh, it's good. I probably won't do that. And this is her with a Dio shirt in, I think, Vogue. That's really cool. Jackie. Jackie. 
Oh, cool. And it's like a cool shirt, too. It's like a yeah. giant blown up manga panel. That is a cool shirt. We should have her on the pod. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you listen, uh, write in and uh, we'll figure out how we can get you on the pod. Yeah, I heard you do Invisalign, so we can talk about that. Been I doing... take back uh, about me not listening to your music. <laughs> I, I will listen to your music if you come on our podcast. I will also listen to Billie Eilish if she comes on the is podcast. Is it Billie Eilish? Eilish? People I, say Eilish. I don't. Und- I like this is a name that I have heard. I think young people listen to her. I'm yes, too I think old. she's too. like seventeen. I'm too old. No, I think I am also good. too old. Her music's good. Okay, I've Mark, heard like two or three songs, and I'm like, no, oh, this is good. Mark is the most hip person on this podcast. He always knows what the kids are doing. That is not true at all. You know more than you know. You know before I do for this sure. This podcast is Andy. on TikTok. <laughs> uh, <laughs> TikTok. That was. A, I was trying to remember what that app was. I was like, there's something that like people do now it's like probably mine. already out of date i probably am missing yeah. something else but uh, uh listeners write in if tiktok is out of date yeah please let us know <laughs> what the next uh social media trend is uh, we're already like out of touch out of touch out of time <laughs> out of touch old what are you people talking about with these sweet hall notes references <laughs> yeah all the kids love uh daryl hall and john oates nope i don't remember no, did i, I get it right got it. Got hall it. and john oates yes I, I kind of think it's Don Oates, but that seems No, it's definitely Daryl. Uh, listen, do you like Godsmack? I definitely did. I had their CD okay. when I was like 12 or whatever. And then do at some s- point there was a great purge and I threw out all my old CDs. Do you regret it? No. How do you feel about well, Tool? Stone Temple Pilots' 4 was good. I didn't need to throw that out. I like Tool. I finally spent time with the new album and I don't think it's that great. It's okay. Okay. It It doesn't really have any hooks. Can I ask another question? Go for it. Tool is in all caps in this email. Is that canon? Um, it feels f- familiar, but if that's how Talia spelled it, then that is probably canon. Okay. Talia is very familiar with Tool and Maynard James Keenan's other works. All right. I don't know what Tool. Okay. I have a question for you all. What are your favorite bands or artists in chronological order? Like, so like the first time you had a favorite, you know, when you were like seven or whatever. <laughs> Well, I, Nine Inch Nails was definitely a huge period for me in like ninth grade. That's all I listened to. But you had a all. favorite before that. Not really. No? I I had CDs. My first CDs were Corn's Issues, mm-hmm. Limp Bizkit's Significant Other, the Godsmack, um, fucking Stone Temple Pilots number four, uh, and then other stuff that I like shared with my brother or whatever. Mm. I think my first like albums that I owned were probably Will Smith like Willennium or whatever. Uh, Big Willie style? Big Willie style, probably mm-hmm. on cassette. And no. Then, yeah. We're not that old. That didn't come up like that. I listened to cassettes. I listened, yeah. But 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 Big Willie style came out in like 2000 though, in, or like 1999. I, I'm pretty sure I had it on cassette. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the CDs that I first bought were Play by Moby. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Supernatural by Santana. Okay. Really? Okay. That, that one holds up, right? I, yeah, many of the songs on it. Yes, yes. I think like the, yes, short answer, yes, it does hold up. After My- Nine Inch Nails, I then listened to Aphex Twin for the next like several years. Cool. And then just listen to all this weird IDM shit. My first favorite was Donna Summer because my mom would play her like all of the time. So Do- Donna Summer, a.k.a. the queen of disco. A.k.a. the queen of this podcast. The queen of my life. This apartment. 
Uh, she, 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 she was big in the seventies with disco, but she also made pop music in the eighties. That was really good. Uh, you might know her eighties work. Uh, her most famous one is, uh, she works hard for the money probably. Uh, so Did, you, is that the original, her version? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know there were other versions. I could be making it up. Oh. She also did On the Radio, MacArthur Park. Yeah, those are like the... This the, time I know dis- it's for real. The disco ones. Oh, well, Love to Love You Baby is a huge one. Yeah. Well, is I mean, she Georgia has all Malloter? the hits. She is the queen of so, yes. disco. She has all of the hits, or a lot of them. But I watched that video from Vox or whatever that was like, how Love to Love You Baby helped birth the 12-inch format for vinyl. Cool. That was Donna Summer just then, by the way. Uh, oh my, my god! My parents hi. played that song when I was little, and there's like a lot. She they they played that song a lot when I well they played a doll, all of Donna Summer, but that song in particular, like that song has like orgasm. The noises. long version is like, uh, like it's yeah. like just her moaning and moaning and moaning and moaning over the music. And, and I'm your just, parents were like, she has indigestion. <laughs> I'm just like a child, like okay, I'm gonna pretend I don't understand what's happening <laughs> but you knew i i kind of knew i kind of was like this is this makes me uncomfortable <laughs> um oh, okay that was my first favorite sec then i grew up and spice girls were my favorite and then i grew up a little more and probably destiny's child then missy elliott then Ludacris, then system of a down <laughs> nice and then like a mortal technique <laughs> oh man yeah i was thinking about him the other day yeah some stupid lyric do I have a favorite now? Beyonce. <laughs> Probably be- and Janelle Monet and stuff. Yep. I have favorites. Anyway, that's me. Miles likes uh Beach Boys, Neil Young. Neil Young, baby. Hmm. Also, Tom York said something to Billie Eilish, like you're the only one doing something interesting these days. Yeah. Really? According yeah. to Billie Eilish's brother. Okay. So I mean he could just be fucking around. Also, I like Radiohead. They're good. Who are they? Radiohead is Tommy. Johnny. I think there's a Nigel in there. You're just saying that because they're English. No, the producer is Nigel. Uh, Nigel Thornberry? Nigel Godrich, isn't isn't that his name? Goodrich? Or is it Neil Godrich? I could be making this Nigel stuff up. I think it's Neil Young. If you want to write to us, please email jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Especially you, Billy. Next episode, we're going to do Spirited Away. Right, Mark? What about Mob Psycho? No, let's do Spirited Away next. All right. Sorry, we, Mob Psycho fans. We, we knew Mob Psycho after. Mob Psycho, uh, Spirited Away is a good Halloween movie. Let's do Spirited Away. Have but you the, seen Spirited then, Away, Miles? Yes. Okay. Mark hasn't. No, you know what we should do? <sighs> or is there another Miyazaki? We should watch all of the Miyazaki movies. Okay. Maybe that's November, but let's start with Spirited Away because okay. it's like a more of a Mia, Miyazaki Movember. Yeah. Sure. I All mean, right. because November, November is a different... Okay, that's fine. Me-a-vember. Yeah, whatever. November. Oof, don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so next time, Spirited Away, send us your emails about it. And then after that, we'll do Mob Psycho. Okay. So also keep that in mind when you write emails. Okay. Uh, other thing. So Miles, a while ago with Bloof, we talked about the Helsing anime and she recommended the Helsing Ultimate OVA and you've been watching this. Did you... Want to give your thoughts on it? I've watched all... So it's eight episodes and I've watched seven. And at first I really liked it because I, I liked Helsing. I think I watched it in high school. And I really liked that. The original uh, the original anime series. Yeah, I really liked the, the character. I remember really liked the, liking the character Alucard. Like the whole... Because it's a Catholic thing, I was really invested in oh, it. Oh, Like boy. extra like, ooh, spooky. Um, but... 
the OVA started out really well. You got to see like, like how cool of a character Alucard is, but then like the villain in it is Nazis, and not a fan. It's just extremely indulgent. Um, it becomes extremely indulgent, like both in its portrayal of the Nazis. Like I think the last ten minutes maybe of the episode five is just this long rambling speech by the Nazi guy about why he's doing this, and I just didn't care. Yeah, like, we, we read history, and you guys lost, and you suck. Right, I just wanted them to get beaten. Like, and mm-hmm. in the episodes after that, it shows the Nazis basically, like, slaughtering all of London, and it's just like, I don't want to watch this either. I don't yeah. like that the Nazis are winning right now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, not a fan. I find it a little bit grating. Yeah. So it's not just a pacing thing, it's also a subject matter thing? Yeah, I guess so. There's something creepy to me about... There's some Japanese culture that just does not have that same taboo about Nazism and stuff. And yeah. I think some of that is just because they're a homogenous culture that was not uh, victimized by the Nazis and they don't... Um, well, Japan fought... Didn't Japan fall Correct. With, yeah. But I'm not saying that any of these people are, you know... Uh, you know um, Still Nazis. Pining, well, pining for the era of the Japanese yeah. empire or anything. But I think it is... I mean, because it is a fascinating... Um, period of history of, of german history and but we have a lot of taboos that i think make sense and they don't have a jewish population really mm-hmm. shout outs to like the two people listening who are like hey <laughs> um and but but yeah because they were on the axis in world war ii both mm-hmm. of them it is like creepy to me when they're like you know when they make these things like akatsuki blitzkampf the fighting game franchise that's like very nazi-ish and like Mm -hmm. some of the characters you can play as are german it's not just like we're against nazis right some of the vampires on the nazis are like they're kind of cool yeah like and they should not be like stroheim and jojo's yeah yeah and i mean i'm sure there were nazis that were cool person to person how do i explain this no 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 (laughs) like people that were cool to talk to but it's like as soon as you realize who they were um no, I don't mean like cool to talk to. I mean like they have cool powers and it's just like, wow, what a uh, yeah. neat character. Like, but Well, that's the thing, right? Is in, in real life, if someone says to you like, I mean, the Nazi government did some incredible things, mm-hmm. you would be like, okay, but where's the rest of the context? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is really fucking weird yeah. Yeah. that you're talking about this. So like when a, when a work of fiction is like going on and on about it. Right. It's probably. It just goes on and on. Weird. Yeah. You know what didn't go on and on? The Third Reich. That's right. See you in hell, motherfuckers. You're done. Fuck off. This is the podcast where we slam the third right. Yeah. (laughs) Nazi punks, fuck off. Oh, man. Say something now. That's right. Do you want to take a break? Sure. Let's take a break. Take a break. Then we'll talk about parasite. Nazis, yeah. Parasite. We'll stop talking about Nazis, please. This manga has like... Wait, are we back? I don't know. Yeah, we came back with that commercial. Oh, right, and Our we're back. Our sponsor is Girardelli. It's Girardelli. Well, I was going to tell you this either way, but we, What's can, up? we can say it on the podcast, too. We're on. So, I have the Parasite manga, the first volume, in my hand. Are you showing the listeners? I am <laughs> announcing it. She's and showing you. showing you, Miles. I can, see, I can see it. I have it in my hand. Uh, and I'm just, I was going to flip through the pages instead of taking, I mean, I did take notes, but I could also just flip through these pages and see if it matches with the anime. Is it very faithful? Do you know yet? Uh, well, from some of the panels that I've seen so far, yes. Um, but I flipped to like the very beginning and it, but this manga has like honorific, 
honorifics explained. Honorifics explained. I can't say like anything. Like San and Sama and Sensei. Yes, those are the first two. San, Sama, Dono, Kun. I uh, forgot about Dono. Chan, Bozu, Bozu. Sem- Senpai, Boss, Kohai, Sensei, and no honorific. <laughs> that means you're very close. Uh, significant difference between Japanese and English. The lack of honorific means the speaker has permission to address a person in a very infinite, in- intimate way. So now I know things. You've learned. I've learned From all page things. zero. Uh, so we watched Parasite, the anime, which came out in 2014. Uh, we watched the first four episodes uh, because we meant to watch three. And the third one ended on a cliffhanger, and we liked it. We liked the show. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We're it's also good. still eating. We watched it, and we were eating Thai food. And when you watch the show, you're going to want to eat something. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's a classic eat-during show. You, this is not an eat-during podcast, Miles. Please swallow. No way. I'm going to save it as Jolly chocolate as right. long as I can. Uh, the anime was uh, adapted from the 1988 to 1995 manga. Oh, um, it's that old? Manga? Yeah, these it's pretty feel old. like 1988 ideas. Really? They do, which is why they're great and gory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me a lot of it. Oh, that, really? That makes sense. It reminds me of the thing quite a bit. Is that what I was talk thinking of? Yes. Yes. Oh, there you go. Uh, the series won the. Well, I'm just reading from Wiki. Uh, Kodansha Manga Award for General Manga. What? In 1993, and it won a different award uh, for Manga of the Year in '96, which is weird because I thought it was over. Uh, there were two live-action movies. We do not know anything about them, except one of them grossed around 800 million yen uh, after two weeks. What is that, like four bucks? Uh, I would say it's about $8 million USD. Ooh, not that good. Not that good, but this this wiki article had it there as though it's not- notable. Uh, oh, also, uh, Parasite is banned in China. Don't know why. Why? But it is, because it's cool. And yeah. China's like, the only cool shit is Chinese. You can let in all the lame media. No, they love basketball. Oh, really? But only the Chinese basketball. No, they still love the NBA. The NBA brought them to their knees. Mm. <laughs> and then the NBA kowtowed to them recently. They did kowtow to them, but then China... So there was another story this week that like oh, China had told their censors to stop attacking the NBA. Because they didn't want all this NBA merchandise to go unsold. Yeah. Do you know what will fix all of these issues? Money. That's all it is. Just whose palms getting greased, baby? What are we talking about this for? Sorry. The lesson I took was that ball is life. Ah, true. The same lesson I took from this very anime. You can't connect the two. Although he does play basketball in uh, Parasite. Mm -hmm. That's how it's related. Ball is life. Out loud. So at one point, now we're jumping around. He's, I don't know if he's outside the three-point line or not, but he throws a shot and he doesn't jump. He just sort of throws it. But out loud, Miles, you went, what? Well, it was a desperation shot. Like he just threw it like baseball style and i didn't understand why he did that it wasn't like mm. it didn't seem like time was running out oh uh, okay yeah i thought you were incredulous that it would go in and but I was it was like, very like movie like an like an 80s movie like teen wolf kind of moment yep. where the kid's suddenly great at basketball <laughs> yes he's great at too many things that like a hand or arm would be great at sorry anyway let's talk about th- this in order i have some more info to get out of the way fine sorry the uh, anime was made by Madhouse Studios, who also made uh, Trigun and Vampire Hunter D. Ooh, remember that? No. Um, well, it, Chad talked about it a lot, and we thought about watching Vampire Hunter, duh. But we didn't. That's two in French. Duh. All right, Jackie, what did you, what did you got? 
Do you want me to talk about this in order? Sure. Okay. So, uh, in the manga, I don't think they showed this in the anime, but in the manga... Uh, which you have, and you have read all of it or no? I have read uh, some of it. Because it's eight years long. I mean, that's, that's, I that's a lot. I also read it a long time, probably like 10 years ago. Not eh, Maybe not 10 years ago, maybe like eight years ago. I read it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I was much younger then. So I don't really remember. The th- the, the, some of the memorable things are that like you know, what actually happens where his hand is a fucking demon slug snail. Yeah. Parasite is alien. A story about a boy who seems to lead an ordinary life, but this, there's an alien attack. They don't tell you in the anime that it's aliens, but in the manga it's aliens. She sort of confirms that she's like, like I'm not in any biology book you have. Right. And they seem to come from space. That seems to be clear. Yeah. Because they keep looking at the stars. Okay, well, like, the first page of the manga is, like, they came from space. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and it shows, it shows them come down and, like, uh, like go in, like, crawl into people's ears and stuff. This one starts, like, someone on Earth had a thought, and then a lady's head gets bitten off by an alien. Yeah. And, and then, then the, the re- stupid opening theme comes on. Right. So the opening theme is by uh, Fear and Loathing, comma, in Las Vegas, it's which terrible. also did the opening for uh what was it what hunter was it? hunter 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 uh where it's like auto-tuned but with like screaming bad metal behind it and it's just really like let's throw everything into the cake including like cheese and like screws and shit like yeah. it's really a bad mix of shit and it's like very great examples of english yeah miles uh, you go ahead and say that phrase i won't um <laughs> But there are some amazing... As a full-blooded Italian, I can right. say. Right. Um, English. <laughs> There's a, a... This reminded me how much I love having subtitles on openings and endings, not just because I want to know what emotions are being emulated, because in JoJo's, they don't do that for some reason, Crunchyroll. But in this one, it also worked because they sing a lot in English, and it's awful. Yeah, it's incomprehensible. They say things like a human baby, or they say things like... We have the brains to think hard. Mm-hmm. We do. I'm th- I think that's verbatim. And this song ends, at least the opening edit, ends with the word the. Yeah, that's not normal. That doesn't happen anywhere in English in any music. The music direction in this whole anime is super weird. Because sometimes, like, it's all over the place. It's not an anime that I would be like, here, another hit, another the, anime theme song I like. Or there's another... really no cohesive, like, soundtrack, though. Like, yeah. the, the music is all over the place. And, like, the ending song is very melancholy. In the middle, you can have, like, dubstep. Sometimes you have, like, strings. And it's just weird. It is. It's very all over the place. And I think dubstep was kind of out of vogue by this point. But they did it in JoJo in 2013 or 14. So maybe it got to Japan late. And also the Sandstorm uh, song, Wham! Sandstorm from JoJo is awesome. do 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 No, not that one. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, so the opening theme is just not a good song, but it also has just really bizarre things in English that are really funny. I really like when he yells, a human baby. So... Premises: These aliens come down. These aliens come and they they take over they take over your brain because they're uh, little slugs. They are little like snake bugs. They look like kind of like bugs. Snugs like, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
And they take over your brain and they can manipulate the the face. And I mean, once they take over your brain, they take over you. So you die, basically, or whatever. I don't know if you actually die, but you're, you're, I think you die. your body's taken over by these um, creatures and they control you and they can also change their face, your face. Um, so they can face shapeshift. And well, I mean, they can also shape shift like period everything like, like your flesh like, becomes like clay. They can make it into weapons. Yeah, but usually it comes out of the head. So out of well, yeah. Usually. Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, yeah, it and it reminds me of the late stage Ganados from Resident Evil 4. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember their heads explode and it's like flesh, but with a blade on the end. It does seem like a Resident Evil character. I feel like they ripped off Parasite for that game. Sorry, mm. continue. Um, and uh, the other thing is they eat people so they they eat well or they eat whatever they turn whatever in, their host is whatever their host they eat is. the same species so yeah. if they're a human they eat humans if they're a dog they eat dogs yeah so they're cannibals and one of them tries to take over our protagonist uh shinichi, shinichi uh but he fails because shinichi was listening to music on his headphones while he was sleeping or whatever probably donna summer Probably Donna Summer. And it couldn't crawl into Shinichi's ear, so it tried to go into his nose, and Shinichi was like, ah, and he pulled it out. And then, like... It just jumped back into his arm. It just, it just, it jumped into his arm. It made a hole into his arm and tried to crawl from inside his bloodstream into his head. But Which reminded me of JoJo, because we had, like, thing moving under the skin, which happens oh, twice in part four to Kira, cool. oddly. I was trying to find some JoJo's connections. I really I got I, a few. I could only do one, which is fucking uh, dogs. Yep. That's it. The obvious <laughs> one. Dogs dying in the first episode. Being mean to animals. <laughs> um, it crawls into his arm and he, he is able, he sees this happening because at this point he's awake and he stops it from going all the way up to his brain um, by like cutting off circulation to his arm. And so it, 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 the little creature is unsuccessful and instead it just um it just lives in his hand now and it's also like gross and a pervert and i feel like it's more of a pervert in the manga but it's just like this gross thing <laughs> it's 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 great it's um, just this gross thing that wants to understand humans and like it's an unfeeling monster like basically yeah. since it couldn't take over his brain he's just the the hand which ends up being named migi which is the japanese word for right yes uh is just sort of like let's just coexist together i need you you need me i don't have yeah. access to your brain like all the other species like me yeah. usually do because you wouldn't let me in your nose yeah uh so he's like well this is my situation i can't now move on to your brain because i've already taken form in your arm so that's the situation that they're in and i think that the idea that you can't control a part of your body is really scary it is like, really scary like not being able to control yourself. Like losing control, I think, is a scary thing. What is the word for when you cut off your blood flow like that? Oh, oh. There's a word for it, right? Stare something. Yeah, I don't know. It's tourniquet? like what heroin addicts do. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. Yeah, he tourniquets his arm with his headphones, mm. which pretty good wires. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm surprised his parents weren't like, are you doing heroin? Because yeah. his dad does ask, like, if you're on drugs, because he wakes up and is like, ah, there's a snake and there's no snake. He's just tying his arm with headphones. Mm -hmm. so they were like thinking he's having a nightmare and thinks his headphones are snakes. Yeah. And he's also doing some heroin. Yeah. Um, my parents would have definitely jumped to heroin. They would, even if I didn't have anything wrapped around my arm, they'd be like, are you doing heroin? Um, I 
have to say, no, not the cat. Jackie's showing us a manga panel. No. Where a cat is buried up to its head in sand, which does happen. Yeah. So, so it's pretty, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like flipping through the manga and it's very faithful to the anime that we just, or the anime is very faithful to the manga because we just watched the anime and it's like, you know, some things are out of order. Some things are cut out, but they didn't make up a lot. Like whatever, whatever's in there, like for the most part, is is also in the uh, the manga. One line in particular made me think they must have updated the setting because they talk about these murders that are going on, which are really just the parasite aliens um, killing each other, eating humans. Uh, and she says, like, there's a bunch of gory videos already on the net. Yeah, the mm. net, baby. And even if the internet was out, which it was in like 1992 and three, no one was uploading video. Everything was text. That's true. If yeah. you wanted a picture, you'd have to sit there and wait for it to load. I think that was a very unnecessary addition if that was the case, because like it it just took me out of it. So I was like, if they were uploading, who's taking videos of these murders? Yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah. It was like trying to get with the times of shock video. Yes. What I did super relate to was the dad always reading news at the table, at the breakfast table. Not that I, Not that I ever do this, but like it just seemed like a very dad behavior to just be reading the news while everyone else is eating breakfast yeah the writing in the show for his family life and his parents is just great yeah i think it's extraordinarily realistic and mm. uh i love the dad it's refreshing yeah the dad so there's a part where the mom walks in on him talking to his hand <laughs> and he's like mom get out of here knock before you come in and dad's like maybe he was spanking the monkey <laughs> yeah i meant to, i meant to try and find out i don't know how i would find out what he said in japanese <laughs> You Whatever know, like, subtitle that is a genius. I feel like I've heard like Japanese like slang terms for jerking it, but I don't remember them. Mm. Should we talk about jerking it? Ah, the things we forget. Uh, so anyway, now the kid basically has to go through his life with a right hand that is sometimes his yeah. when, when the alien goes to sleep. And sometimes it is a sentient right hand that has an eyeball on his finger yeah. and a mouth in his palm. It kind of looks like, if you remember the, the cartoon Ah Real Monsters? Yes. He, oh. looks, like, he looks like Crumb from Ah Real, Real Monsters. Yes, this is correct. I had to look up the name, but yes, Crumb is the one that... I was surprised. ...has like a naked body and it's holding an eyeball. Mm -hmm. These are correct it's, opinions, It's holding Jackie. its eyes. Uh, it just looks like, imagine that character, but as someone's hand. Yeah, it also reminded me immediately, this is not the first anime that's somewhat popular... That features a boy's hand being turned into a different person. Mm. There's Midori no Hibi or Green Days. And it's like this guy has like a green haired girl like doll or something becomes his right hand. Mm. And there's just like a famous gif online of him punching through a car at the driver. And it's awesome because they show like the whole engine like blow apart. It's great. One of my favorite parts of this anime so far, and it's not in the manga actually, is when he realizes like his hand, like he can't control his hand sometimes. Uh, and he starts Googling. Yes. He starts Googling. Well, that's also an update then. Yeah, that's also an update. He's, he Googles, uh, what, well, he writes like, it was like snake, weird snake thing. No, it's like, burrows into hand. it's like, can't control my hand. And then like that didn't have any results. And then it was like, can't control hand, weird snake. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, these are the right things to Google. Uh, he seems to be the only one with this particular problem. Uh, but yeah, that that was good. I really like that. That was a By good the addition. Way, I also find the hand very cute. It's like I don't know why. Like like I think in real life you would like web and web MD like what yes. is happening. Yeah. But the uh I think the cuteness of the hand comes from its voice uh which yeah. is Aya Hirano. So it's very hard for me to use to think of this hand as male because it's yeah, a female voice too. actor and she did the voice of Misa from Death mm -hmm. Note. 
Okay. Uh, which is also Madhouse, I it believe. It is a cute voice. In the, in the manga... And, wait, I, and Konata Izumi from Lucky Star, if anyone yeah. knows Lucky Star. In the manga, as far as I know, it, like the creature doesn't have a gender or anything. And but it doesn't like, have to, but in, in the anime, have to, but he I says think, ore, and yeah. yeah. I think when you read it, like you kind of picture this gross thing as like having like he, him pronouns, but... Oh, I don't know. That's how, that's what, when I'm reading the manga, I'm saying. You just think men are gross. Uh, also, yes. Well, I won't deny it. I mean, I don't know. It is a, it is a curious creature. Um, but in the anime, it has, it has a lady voice and I think like, it just makes sense for it to be a kind of genderless thing. And Aya Hirano has a weird voice. Because they don't reproduce, you know? Or do they? Well, they force we, their hosts to reproduce. Yeah. yeah it's really well, weird. But they don't like, so my question then, if they don't really reproduce, then how did they even exist? Maybe they're the last yeah. of their kind. Maybe. Or maybe they like spawn or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. By yeah. the way. Maybe we find out later. This might be an aside, but David Bowie has a song where it's like post-apocalyptic and this humans, is an aside. humans forgot how to have sex. So they have to go to like drive-ins and, and watch like porn to understand what to do. To carry on the human race, mm-hmm. it's a weird thing. That that wasn't a sign. <laughs> no, because it's like, what if these slugs just forgot how to procreate? Oh, that's true. And so they have to watch movies like they do in the anime. They go to the drive-in. Mm-hmm. That I made that up. That didn't happen. I like this uh, anime. I want to keep watching it. Yeah, I think me we're gonna too. Keep watching it. Um, let me Why see. do you like it? I think the writing is good. I think yeah. there's some cool themes in here about like humanity and empathy i I like i like murder this this by the way the the anime kind of felt like a like vegetarian propaganda didn't it anyone else get this like (laughs) anti-speciesism or whatever PETA calls it yeah it does make you feel it makes you question like the value of being a human like are we really better than these yeah psychopathic aliens right because he seems condescending sometimes are these aliens really doing anything wrong there's just now, like, introducing a predator when we haven't had one before. Right, right. She says, I only value my life, the mm-hmm. the hand uh, creature. And, like, are we any better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing is, yeah, if I were an alien watching this kid, be like, no, but I have to save my friends. I'd be like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> You're making it harder for us. Like, yeah, and maybe maybe it's, like, maybe it's on purpose that they included that he eats bacon and eggs for breakfast. You know what I mean? Ah. What a hypocrite. Like, I'm sure Migi sees that and goes, like, what a hypocrite. He's a killer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if that comes up. It probably has to, right? I had tofu while I was eating this, so <laughs> I'm a. I'm a what, what do you think all that food was cooked in? Uh, Some kind of oil. I'm hoping human mm. beings. Oh, oh, <laughs> that was a left turn. Uh, I like the artwork a lot in this show. Um, I think it's kind of realistic. Not everyone is like a super hot anime blob. That's um, true. People look kind of like people and there's a good amount of detail they and animation like and it's great that they just keep having the migi migi the alien like keep like morphing into different stuff like there was one dialogue heavy scene where migi is just explaining their situation and they just keep changing into having like tentacles with eyeballs or like two different mouths or like one is a fish yeah mm-hmm. and just like uh, dude towards the end of episode three or four there's a gun yeah because yeah. she's she's constant like during her or she he or whatever it is uh, they. <laughs> they just keep reading, like during their downtime, just like everything. So it's a good in fish that out scene. Of water. They were reading about like guns, I guess. Like you could see yeah. the model of it. I think it was a Sig Sauer, and they just one of their appendages was just a gun at that point. And it was like, are we going to see them use this gun now? 
I thought at first I was like, did they steal a gun when he wasn't looking? Like Shinichi hmm. walked down the street past a cop and his hand just like lifted its sidearm. Um, it's just a good, it's, it's like the right level of fun and horror. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good balance. Um, I, what was it? In the beginning, of course, we have to have like some awkward, like sexuality stuff. We first meet his friend because he's walking down the street and she goes to like karate chop his shoulder, which is like a fun game. And he stops her. He grabs her arm. Uh, and then he like turns around to see who it is and they're staring at each other. And you see that his right hand is just squeezing her breast. And I was like, why is she just standing there? What woman would just stand there while someone's hand was on? Oh, blaming the victim. Classic Mark. Uh, no, I'm blaming the artist for presenting an unrealistic depiction. I don't know. We all react to things differently, I guess. But it was just like, of course, a boob grab that isn't just like a momentary thing. We all had mm-hmm. to stop and drink it in. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. There's and also the part in the bathroom. The bathroom scene in episode two or three was hilarious. Uh, I love so many things about it, especially the background kid for a while. It just looks overjoyed just while pissing. Yeah. yeah. He just seems happy to be there. He really had to go. Yeah, I've never had that expression while peeing. And then, I don't know. Classic line: "Hey, why are you talking to your penis?" <laughs> yes, the it's boy great. says that to it's him great. completely seriously. I would. I'm so glad that they just cut after that. Miggy says at one point he's peeing, and Miggy says, "I'm gonna try to give your penis an erection or something like that." And Miggy starts jerking off his dick. Yeah. Uh, but you you can't really do that while peeing. Fun fact for anybody without a penis. Yeah, I, I don't know. You can't really do that. Um, mm. It just doesn't work, and you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't, because then, never mind. Let's not get into it. Okay. Because uh, then you end up having a fetish for you're pee. the one who got into it. All right. Uh, well, mm. uh, yeah. So it's just like it's in- it's refreshing that he has like a pretty decent relationship with his parents. Yeah. And yet his dad does like crack jokes at him, and I think there's a great scene towards the end of our run of our four episode four uh, A, where. It does this thing where it could be in an anime or just any show, if a kid is acting this erratic and weird, the parents could just shrug it off, you know, and because they're not real characters. They're just 2D flat representations of parents. And they could also do a thing where they just look at each other and go, it's puberty. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that. They do the actual hard thing where his mom starts crying at one point and it's like, I don't understand you. This morning you were super concerned about us. And now you're not like, so you do you not care. Mm. Right. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like when your teen starts becoming an adult and has, you know, maybe really bad uh, outbursts of anger. Yeah, it was an actual character driven moment in an anime. It was like, it was what? Great. Um, I also it's shocking to see good parents in anime as well. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. yeah. Like we never have good dads in JoJo's. Definitely not. I know. Yeah. Part of me was like, am I just not used to this? He's a rad dad. I like him. Not a bad dad. I think he's a rad dad. Rad dad? Rad dad. He probably shouldn't read the news out loud at the breakfast table, but... That's what dads do. Yeah. I I remember when I originally read the manga, it felt like things were a lot... Did I say this already? Things were a lot grosser and more like perverted and stuff. You did say that. I think I also felt like um, more worried for the kid, like... Like, oh my God, like you can't control your arm. Like there was more kind of like anxiety around that situation when I read it as opposed to reading or as opposed to watching the anime, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't so worried that like his hand would go off and do something that would ruin his life as much in the anime. Whereas I was really worried about that reading the manga. Yeah, they don't 
it doesn't seem that menacing. I guess because like the me what is it what is her name? Me Migi. Miki. I guess because Miki's like very likable, so I believe in <laughs> Yeah, it's not scary. Miki is like it's a little scary because it's it feels like They made what, it too likable. From what Miki says, they might at any moment be like, you know what? Logically I don't need you and just yeah. kills him. Mm-hmm. But uh I, yeah, and there's always threats like that where they're like Yeah. I could just kill you. Or like I could yeah. gouge out your eyes. Yeah. But like they don't really dwell on it. It's yeah. a really dark humor. Yes. And it's good. But maybe we should all live our lives thinking that much about how precarious our life hangs in the balance. All right, I'm going to start doing that. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Every episode of this show is named after a literary work. Episode one is called The Metamorphosis, which is the Kafka story. Uh, The Devil in the Flesh is episode two by Radigay. I don't know who that is. The third one is called Symposium by Plato, although in the dub in English, they call it The Feast. Which apparently technically a symposium originally was after a great banquet. Who cares? And the fourth one was Tangled Hair. Huh. The fifth one is The Stranger, by the way. We didn't get there, but... L'étranger. And Miles, why don't you tell us about the significance of the phrase, The Stranger, to you? So... (laughs) Okay. So The Stranger, if you're not familiar... Billy Jolson. If you're not like a... If you were never a 12-year-old boy is the idea, not that I've ever done this, of sitting on your hand or like otherwise making it numb and then jerking off so that it feels like it's a stranger, hence Mm -hmm. the name. And this kind of reminded me of that because like, like he refers to jerking off, but like also like, that's obviously what I thought of because I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I didn't think of that. But it's a teen boy and like they allude to him jerking off a couple yeah. of times. So it's just like, huh, how's that going to work? Mm-hmm. True, true, true. You disgust me. Did that? <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping I pulled out of that unscathed, but I could not. <laughs> no, I, of course, of course I thought of that. And I think, I think jerking off comes off in Midori no Hibi as well. But you can switch hit, you know what I mean? You could just figure it out. Just switch, switch to the other hand, man. <laughs> I, I think when it comes to that habit, I think like how in Jurassic Park they say life finds a way. I think horniness finds a way. Horniness finds um, a way. If you had no hands, you'd figure out a way to jerk it consistently. True. They uh, would write to us, P.S. I'm horny. As someone who was once a teenage girl, uh, we don't talk to each other about, we don't give cute names to different ways to masturbate. This, At least we don't, don't talk to each other about it, so we don't have names for those things. I do not feel this is a cute name for <laughs> I When I first heard of this idea, I was like... We don't share tips and tricks. When I first you heard really this should idea, have. I was like, who would do that? <laughs> It's weird that it's called the stranger. Like, why would you want right. a random person? Yeah, it's an extremely unsettling idea. Like, oh, I don't know who's doing this. To Someone me. just gets next to you on the bus, begins doing <laughs> oh it, and you're God. like, oh, now I don't have to cut off the circulation of my hand. I have this random passenger, and this happens to be my fetish. This is my favorite. Uh, so where should I start erasing? Uh, anyway, the straight uh, and uh, obviously I only I only knew it. Uh, as the, shut up. As the as the Camus story. That's right. <laughs> as the stranger. What story? The Stranger by Albert Camus. Okay. Uh, the voice actors. I want to talk about voice actors for a minute here. Okay. Go for it. Uh, there's a few that we didn't see there in later episodes, but the one we did see was the sexy parasite milf teacher oh, that yeah. comes in later. Yuko or Tamia. She's not a milf yet. She's kind of milfy. Uh, 
she's uh, well <laughs> not to be pedantic about what a milf is <laughs> if you want i mean like pretty much anybody over the age of like 21 is considered a milf yeah, and, like, she's not technically an m is she anybody over a certain age is considered no that's not what a milf is though a milf ha- has to be a mom in pornography if you look a day over like 19 they're like oh milf porn yeah but that's not that's not accurate but i i <laughs> Mm, but it's not accurate. Also, but when you go down the like, street, do you we see... have to use porn cra- categories all the time to talk about real life? This is a real life person. That's right. In, a, in an anime, <laughs> in, this is a real Wait. life. Mark, this is a real life fictional person. You she's can't not do a, that. She's not a porn she's character. She's less real than pornography. She, I know, but if you say somebody is a milf in real life and they're not in pornography, you're... and they're not a mom, you're being an actor. If you see yes, a sexy correct. older lady and you say she's a milf. Do, do you then think someone should verify and be like, she's not Mark, a MILF? I don't no, call I, people, she is childless. I don't call people MILFs because I think that's a weird term. Yeah, it is a weird term. <laughs> well, you guys think, should not hang out with me. But I think that if you were to call somebody a MILF, it would have they would have to be somebody's mom. Listeners, write in if you're a mom and tell us if you like being called a MILF. Or if you're not a mom. And if you're not a mom and people have called you a MILF, tell us how it makes you feel. Yeah. So like we How put, does it feel? If any moms listen to this, I will I will be blown away. Mark's mom listens to this. Supposedly my mom listens to this. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't it's too late now. Yeah. There's nothing we can do at this point. I take point. back everything. Please. Uh anyway, her voice is Lisa Lisa's voice. The Lisa Lisa voice actor is the uh the oh. teacher. Cool. Who, Who is an elf? Well, Lisa Lisa is a MILF. And she was voted in 2012 in a ISP uh, ranking the sexiest voice. Mm. She does have a really sexy she's, voice. She's like, she's like 50, by the way, the voice actor. Wow. And I don't think I noticed that when she was Lisa Lisa. Yeah. But I think her voice is really sexy in this anime. Yep. Maybe she was turning it up a notch. Maybe she was turning it up a notch. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some weird juxtaposition. Like obviously the first scene where it's like a human had a thought and then somebody's face explodes into a big Pac-Man mouth and eats the other person's thought and then the awful music plays. Yeah, I think the transitions to both the opening and the end credits are very jarring always. Yeah, episode two ends with like a violent rape murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, this like, and then it looks at the sky. This person looks at the sky and then like this soft piano-y music plays with a man doing falsetto. Really weird. It's really weird. Do you want to know what I thought was weird? What's that? Back to that basketball scene. Why were they wearing tracksuits? What's up with that? I think that's just the Japanese athletic look. They don't want to show off their little legs? <laughs> no, not if you describe them as such either. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting when they find the other parasitic person, which is that not MILF, hot older lady, mm-hmm. uh, hot for teacher that they then go to like a diner and have a sit down with her and this other guy that's also yeah. a parasite host. And he's just like, I don't care about finding out what I really am. He's like, I'm, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And he leaves. And I was like, that is sort of a philosophical yeah. thing, right? To just yeah. be like, philosophy is useless. Yeah, he's I don't living care. the unexamined life. Right. Mm. Which, according to some, is not worth living. Mm. Right. Which is not what he meant. I thought it was about I think he, it was people watching like, you, and it's not. Oh, right. Oh, I disagree. No, I thought it was about looking at your own life. You have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, right, right, right. No, no, I know, but I'm saying that uh, a shallow perception of it is when you say the unexamined life, it sounds like... 
Oh, that you want to be a star, you want people to look at you. Right. If okay. you're not if you're not popping on Instagram, uh, why why are you alive? No, that's I don't think that's what they meant. That's not what Plato meant. I don't think, Socrates. But I don't think the unexamined life is not worth living. I don't think that applies to this guy because I mean, maybe it maybe he's not I mean, he doesn't sound like that's really what he's he's it doesn't sound like he's being super introspective in the first place. Right. But if there is a difference between if if he's like I'm not interested in in finding out why I'm here. I don't think that's 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 that has that's a different question from examining your own life. You know? But I'm, like I'm, why am I here is different. That's like a god kind of question or like a like what is my purpose kind of question. Well, that's I don't think they meant it. Question. It is, but it's different than examining your own life. But that's know? not I don't think they meant it like how did I get here? I thought it was more like what should I be doing right now? That that's kind of I'm, thing. That is what I'm saying. And that's why I don't think that that, quest, that, that applies to his situation. I'm just saying his situation is like, they're trying to figure out like how they should proceed as people in their situations now. Yes. And he's going, I'm not going to think about it. Right. That has nothing to do with God or anything. R- well, what I'm saying is th- whether or not he cares about answering that question does not mean he's not examining his own life. Then what do you mean? That, how is he examining his life then? I'm not saying that how he is. How else would he examine his I'm life? Not, I'm not saying that he... Well, what do you mean? I think... Th- I, no, I, I, I kind of... I think so too. It's He's saying like, there's no point in examining my life. That's that's not what that's not what the question is. What though. else is there to explore if not the great examining questions? Examining your life is like... I don't know. Should I be Should I be eating? Or whatever. Oh, so you're you're saying they weren't even talking on a philosophical level at that table. They were well, they were trying to figure out what they are or or whatever or or their nature or whatever. But that's not I don't I don't think that that has anything to do with examining your own life. You know what I mean? Like studying like studying human biology doesn't mean you're examining your own life, Hmm. you know? Right. But that's because you don't really have a choice. I guess you do to a degree on your biology. I think it's different. They're different. But questions. I think you have to examine your own life when you think about what humans' purpose is for living on Earth or whatever. I think you, to a degree, that's introspective because you think about your own place in the world. Right? Are you just here to eat and I, shit? I, but I think that the question is you, your own place in the world, not like your or whatever. Like, what like are your, you? Well, like, I, I think like you're, what am I and what am I supposed to be doing and why am I here? And like those questions are a different question. And I think that those. Those are those are not introspective. Those are more like outward. Like those are more like overarching. Well, you're, you're saying they're not about your own. You're saying life. what they're talking about fits into that. But questions like why, who am I, and what am I doing here? You th- you th- you don't think those are specific enough? You think the un- the examining your life has to be about your day to day life and who you are specifically, that kind of thing. Examining your life is about examining your life, not examining the your like. I don't know. But you like, don't think if someone says, what is my purpose? Why am I on this earth? You don't think that's examining your own life? To me, that's like, that's a that's a question. Some people answer that question with God, right? But like, I don't, th- I think that let's say, let's say because you're a religious person doesn't mean that you're examining your own life necessarily. Like, Not I necessarily, think they're, they're but I think that's questions. what a lot of religion is, is how you fit into the the puzzle. Right, but f- I don't know. And to me, you, to me, it's to me. They're you're, they're different. They're different things to be philosophical about. Like they're different. They're different areas, you know. To you. Hmm. Well, I I don't know. I it mean, is it is an interesting distinction that I had not thought of. Uh, Miles brought up the Socrates quote, so he's wrong. 
That's no, what, I, that's I, what I'm trying to say this whole time is that Miles is wrong for bringing up the quote because I don't think it applies. No, I, I was just I thinking come up with the quote of in general that uh, no, no, you're Socrates. I mean, I might be completely wrong. I, know, I haven't studied this particular quote, but I'm just saying that what my point is basically just because like you don't you're 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 not a biologist or whatever doesn't mean that you aren't. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of what they're doing. They're kind of looking into like what what they do, why they're here, what like what their nature is and that kind of thing. Right. You think it's more like matter of fact. It's more scientific. Right. Versus philosophical. Versus philosophical. Like what yeah. am I, like physically what but, am but I versus spiritually what am I doing here? But then there's different, but see, I don't even think, like there's different types of philosophical questions there. Like why are we here is a different question than what am I doing with my See, life? I don't think they're that different. I think they're different I don't questions. think they're that. They are different, but I don't think they're really that different. Well, the reason why I even give a shit about any of this is because I don't really care why we as a, I don't really care why we're here. Like, I don't care. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I have no. But you might have asked yourself the question. But I do care about like, what am I doing with the life that I have, you know, and how, and how do, does what I do affect others and that kind of thing. But some would say that you are then asking the question in a way. Yeah. Like what was the point of this mass of cells forming me? You just don't, I don't have care to, about you don't that. have to ask it in that cosmic but sense. But like you are trying to answer that question. No. How how is that related? Because like it like it's the reason you're alive. Yeah, but I don't care why I'm alive. But I care I care I don't care about the why, I care about that. You care what. what you're doing with your life. Yes. yes. And so you like, care how those you're are living. kind of similar. No, they're not. I think they are. How? Because they're related to each other. Like it's about having a purpose. Yeah. If one wouldn't exist without the other. You know what I mean? I don't think so. And there's a reason you have a limited amount of time to get that question answered because of biology. Because of the way you're constructed. You don't have forever. Right. So that's like a biological question with the short time I have. Like it, it, it's putting at least a constraint on the questions you're trying to answer. Sure, but if you're not thinking about those constraints, really, of course but, you're but thinking I, about I, it. Jackie, I mean, I like think the, the like the reasoning. Otherwise, there it. would be no urgency behind answering the question. I I think that you're putting a division. Like I, I don't think that philosophy is necessarily like that cosmic. Like why am I here? Like from all of the matter in space, why did my particles? But become I do think this? that is one of the things that philosophy answers. Right, but that's, but to. I'm saying that. I don't think that philosophy is necessarily that. I think philosophy is also like, how should I get along in the United States mm-hmm. in my job? Am I doing the right thing? Should I be pursuing this? Should I go back to school? Like, I think those are, are all philosophical questions, despite yeah. them being more practical. And I'm not saying they're not philosophical. Like, yes, but, that, but that the point here is that I don't think they were getting that highfalutin. They were just, these characters were talking about how they're going to function day to day. And he was just like, eh, fuck that. I'm not going to think about it. But it's definitely an interesting question that the anime itself is posing. Like, what does it mean to be human? Yeah, for sure. Like, what's the purpose? Like, how can I relate to the people around me in an ethical way? And I think there's also, there's moral questions here, too. Like, he knows, he knows what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, should he do something to stop it? Or should he just sit by and let these creatures, like destroy right. humanity it's, right and it's like the it's it is an endless philosophical debate between him and miki like yeah because like it's worth protecting human life right and i think in both cases there's like a self-preservation thing because his hand is trying to preserve itself and he, and and uh shinichi is trying not to get killed by his own hand right <laughs> right so they have a sort of um, relationship that's based on 
We're, not we, killing each mutually other. Mutually assured destruction, yeah, right? Is that where that basically. phrase comes from? Yeah. And yet then in the classroom when they're, they're attacked, which by the way, it doesn't make any sense to me why the one, the guy who doesn't care to think about things, who just wants to eat when he's hungry, Asan, why would he attack him when he knows the teacher is also a powerful parasite host and there's just hundreds of people around why would he go into the school yeah. wait until he's walking home or till he's at home why he's would you attack him when there's another one he's not very bright he's a dummy he's an idiot but the point is is that philosophically it's because he doesn't ask the big questions it's really if he stopped and <laughs> asked himself more questions he'd yeah. have answers but mm-hmm. she says to him his hand says um what we'll do is while he's like killing all the students around us he'll be vulnerable it'll be a great distraction then we'll kill him and Shinichi is like, what? We're not going to do that. We're not going to use human shields. So he yeah. pushes past everyone to encounter him first. And she's just like, why are you doing this? This is the optimal way to win, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is kind of realistic, right? Like if you were making big decisions in terms of um, you know, military and foreign policy, mm-hmm. you're going to have to look at it at some point as in like there will be loss of human life. Right. Where is it worth it? It is a war. It's a it's a secret war between these parasites and the humans. Right. That only some of us know are being fought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, only this kid, it seems like. Only this kid. Does anyone kid. else know? He says, like, I'm the only person on Earth, I thought, at one point, that knows what's happening. Yeah. I think it would be cool to apply, like, philosophical concepts to JoJo's. Like, what if we just picked a random, like, philosophy and then, like, tried to apply it to JoJo's it would somehow? It all be mental gymnastics i'm pretty sure jojo's That's has fun, never though. sparked us to discuss the meaning of life before. not really jojo's jojo's <laughs> is like it, it's it's great because i think it this might be controversial i think the mental gymnastics of it would be fun though it might be there are different mental sure. gymnastics debate, with jojo's we would just debate our philosophical Some, someone sent me their like hard leftist analysis of jojo's and i, I have oh to get God. into it at some point but jojo's is very shallow Mm-hmm. Like its emotions are extremely muted, if not non-existent. There's like really not too many philosophical and moral questions. Like they can be evoked, but it mostly just feels like here are cool powers. Here's cool art and posing and stuff. It's just great style. It and is aiming to be, it has like the veneer of high mindedness though. Like with all like the cultural references you know what? and you stuff know what? like that. I'm actually, I'm wrong. There's definitely some big questions being asked and maybe answered in part six. And relationships are better in part seven. Can and you tell such. us what they are? Uh, you know what? I think JoJo's does mature, but at least in my recent memory of watching the anime, it feels very shallow, but I'm okay with it. Me too. I like it for what it is. I like JoJo's. Well, I'm glad we're all still... <laughs> we all like JoJo's. We, we had our like temperature checks. <laughs> um, we also like this anime. Yeah. yeah. I like... At one point, he's running up the stairs to go fight this evil head monster guy and he runs past his like friend slash girlfriend. I like their relationship. They too. held hands. But it's a whole will they won't they thing. She goes like, "Oh, are you going upstairs? You forgot something?" Because all the kids think it's a drill. And she's like, "I'll go with you." And he's like, "No, get away from me!" And I thought they were going to do the corny thing where he runs away after being mean to her, and then she thinks he doesn't like him. Right. But instead, he immediately turns around and goes, "I'm sorry. Just go take shelter. Yeah, go hide somewhere." I was like, "Oh, thank God." It's interesting to see how his character is changed. Like. We don't know whether it's like the alien taking effect or whether he's just changing. It's puberty. Organically. Because like at the beginning, he's afraid of bugs. And then later it shows that he's not scared of bugs anymore. Yeah. What's that all about? Because he knows what, like Mm. a bug is a part of him now. And he has many. Oh my God. I think he has scarier things to worry about. Like his hand now is a bunch of undulating flesh tentacles. So Mm -hmm. he's like, whatever, spiders, who cares? After doing this podcast, I realized this anime is super deep. 
Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's all just a metaphor for puberty. His parents don't understand his swinging emotions. His body is literally changing and he doesn't understand what's happening. I don't think it so. It feels like there's another voice inside of him that's driving him to do things. I guess that's... Uh, I can't relate. <laughs> so I don't think so. <laughs> Pretty sure that your body no. also changed and your emotions no, changed. No, this is just cool body horror shit and loss of control... But why did I have a boner the entire time? And oh, no. um, that was the aliens. Thai food. <laughs> this is the Thai food we ate. And oh, this always happens to me when I eat. And uh. that bug creature man from Men in Black, <laughs> the original. That's what I'm reminded of. Oh, I just think of Resident Evil Four. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of aliens that take over humans. You're That's, talking about Edgar. Yes, I'm talking about Edgar from Men, from Men in Black. And yeah. Water. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Yep. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent, hit us up if you're listening. Kingpin. Hmm. Uh, got, got Gomer Pyle from uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Does it all. You know? He could be anime. That was like two things. I've only Men seen in, him in Daredevil. Men in Black. Daredevil. Okay. Uh, Full Metal That's Jacket. It. That's it. That's it. Full Metal Jacket. Mm-mm. Hello. I haven't seen Full Metal Jacket. Oh, it's good and sad. Okay. Okay. What else happened in this this anime about uh, swinging flesh tentacles? So there was sex. Um, was there sex? Oh yeah, they fucked each other, right? Yeah. And Not the boy. The two aliens had sex with each other with their human bodies, and yeah. now the lady's gonna have a baby. Why did they do that though? I was looking at my notes, and I I missed some of the conversation. I think they were so they were the, just like, let's see what happens. Yeah, the lady seems particularly like curious about human life. That's why she's trying to like blend in with the school, and she's trying to understand like why her host's mother recognized her. So I think it, we will see her character like slowly start to realize like. The power of human emotion. I like the, to picture them having sex and just being like, this is okay. They're just like, this is not very good. Mm. No, nah, I bet they this, loved this it. This feels like it is reaching a conclusion. <laughs> um, but her character is weird because she comes in and she's sort of like, not an antagonist, not a partner. She's sort of like a neutral third party. And then we just see the teachers being like, you're pregnant out of wedlock. And she's like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And now she's kind she's of She's like, this body's not useful to me anymore. Basically. She's sort of like making a heel turn. It almost feels like the author inserted her and then was like, well, it'd be better if she was an antagonist and kind of is switching it up. No, I didn't it think so. It feels like such an abrupt sw- switch to me. I don't no, think are you Because she was thrown out, basically. Her, her whole thing... But that thing, felt very, like... She is a monster, but the, a smart one. Like, I don't know. I don't know what makes them each different, but she right. she is able to she took over this body and she was like okay what can i do with this body and she has like a more elaborate plan than like let me just murder people you know so she doesn't want she's not going to just kill this kid because he's not really a threat to her yet um and he's more useful to her alive i think because if she murders him not maybe not more useful but if she murders him now then like now there's murders in the school um you know and she and it could be traced back to her because there's, you know, potentially a relationship there because she is his teacher. Um, so because that relationship is established, she's not trying to ki- she's not trying to kill anybody that is but, up like in her cir- social circle. But wait, did she? She said that. But I know. But I'm saying, did she become a teacher not knowing that a kid? with the same alien parasite was in her class or did she yeah. do it on purpose? No, she didn't do it on purpose. It's a coincidence. 
See, to me, then it would, I, I guess so. Okay, she, so it's a coincidence she that she was like, okay, teacher. well, fuck, well, I can't kill you, and I don't want you to kill me. But I think she later becomes curious about what his yeah, situation she, is. Yeah, she, she wants to study his situation, so that's part of it, too. Like, this kid is not a threat to her. She can murder him whenever she wants. Right. Um, and she's curious about that situation because it's it just it's interesting to her, and she can learn more about herself, and she can learn more about humans potentially. You right. know, having... which is true to real life. We can learn yeah. about ourselves by learning about each other. But then once she's kicked out of the school, she's like, "Well, fuck! I can't keep this 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 persona is useless to me now because she she's a teacher who you know she can't teach anymore. Um, so she needs to kind of take over a different personality or." Uh, something so um so she like we don't know what she's gonna do about that yet but if she can't be a teacher at the school then it then having someone at the school who knows who she is now is a problem like Mm -hmm. having that kid know who she is is a problem that still doesn't benefit her so she might as well kill him it just was like she was who she was for like one episode like one and a half episodes is all i meant like with kira turning into kosaku that's another parallel by the way is like Kira was himself for a while and then he took over a body in Jojo part four. Like later on, like we got to know him as his own character. He had his own relationships and arcs where he's blowing up ladies and stuff. There's a couple body snatchings in Jojo's. There's there's oh, yeah. Kira and there's also Dio. Dio steals a body in the most basic way. <laughs> Literally just takes it and controls it. There's not really Yeah. Well we later get some spooky... Well he also does like flesh blood stuff, which reminds me of these these parasite creatures that's true. like related flesh bloods flesh bloods yeah flesh and blood i think that her main motivation is curiosity yeah like curiosity to, self-preservation um, she wants to observe for as long as she can and that means like staying under the radar yeah these people they're like nihilists that uh just do shit just for fun yeah but they don't think anything matters right they believe Stuff in nothing not i would but i think she's going to I, if I had to predict her character arc, it would be like that she... The teacher, you mean? Yeah, that she like develops some understanding of human emotion. Well, it's interesting mm. because like I was... the baby's a wild card, too. I was mm. thinking that about his hand, about Migi, because they seem kind of similar in that way. But maybe they should, because they don't really socialize with each other, these creatures. Mm-hmm. So maybe they would have all mostly the same outlook, which is like, I don't really need you, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah. What's it like on this planet? Yeah, but this lady seems different. Yeah, but this is such a... This is a very... I can't say unique. This is a unique setup here in that it's a person who's been taken over by an alien, but that person got their human body pregnant. And now, since we don't think they give a shit about people, they're about to nurture and give birth to one. So As an experiment. Right. Yeah, well, that's the thing is he asks her point blank, what about the baby? And she goes, "Uh, it will be a good experiment. Uh, It'll be a test subject. And if I have no use, I will eat it. Hmm. Uh, which is pretty much what we were expecting, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought she was going to love it. <laughs> I mean, that's another option. She learns to love. Right. You look at your own child and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? That human brain still had those ancestral instincts kick in. Hmm. And now you hmm. want to tear people apart, but you also want to protect love your baby and your fellow man. You know what I mean? Also, the ending of episode two just has like, oh, I guess it's them. Oh, okay. But it just had like a naked man and a naked woman just like sort of facing each other. Oh, oh yeah. That was them. In yeah, the moonlight. And I just, to me, it looked like a very like dark take on birds and the bees video because it was just like a man is naked, a woman gets naked, and they just face each other emotionless, staring 
and then they touch each other. Mm. It was really weird. And it reminded me of my Birds and the Beast video. Mm. Just kidding. I don't think that happened. Oh. Uh, at one point, there's a guy who just gleefully and casually throws out a cheeseburger that he barely touched. Yeah, what was that all about? I didn't like that. I, I think he like was it. reflecting on like how humans waste. Well, I think well, he immediately talks about mincemeat afterwards. But right. I guess maybe that is like sort of a pita thing of being like, if you're offended by people who chop each other up or parasites that chop up humans mm -hmm. then you should also be offended by people chopping up cows and not even eating them and all. not even and wasting them throwing out their discarded meat wow. like trash i am hungry what a great anime um i uh i like the corgi when they when they do meet the dog that's parasitic it just starts talking mm -hmm. yeah i'm like this is adorable like why did it's it learn a, english wait it's a corgi in the anime i'm pretty sure that's a corgi okay in the in the manga it is a scary mutt monster i think it's a mutt i don't it know it looked like a corgi. corgi it was it was a little boy it was mm. a little, little bench running around okay that's what i call they corgis. made it too cute they made it too cute should have been scarier uh are anyone uh anything else we have to say about the no, show i'm done well let me say this uh we also watched the test footage of the the phantom blood movie from 2004 uh what did you guys think of that footage that it, teaser trailer it looked fine i didn't care about it it was just stuff whatever <laughs> it was just more content in this endless stream it looked right it looked correct i thought it looked great i thought it, it was great, great how jacked jonathan looked he looked like fist of the north star God, like he looked jacked. serious swollness i love seeing dio drawn in that style i thought arena had a oh she was so cute very cute drawing style and it's funny because in this teaser footage we see speedwagon running but uh, when the movie actually came out, they cut him. There's no Speedwagon in the Phantom Blood movie. Um, and there is some raw footage dumped, but people are still looking to find the actual full movie. And I hope that happens because I think it'll be good. Yes, it's missing things like Speedwagon. Apparently, people have said that you guys know how in like the first chapters of JoJo, Dio gets out of the car Danny runs up to greet him and he knees Danny in the face. Of course, classic scene. Classic JoJo moment. Apparently in the Phantom Blood movie, uh, he just runs up to the dog and knees him in the face. Mm. Like it's not even that he can have an excuse that the dog attacked him. He just aggressively knees a dog because uh, Jonathan likes him. So he's just like an asshole, like even more. Um, anyway, five stars. Uh, if you're still listening to this, Thank you. Thanks. That's unbelievable. Thank you. Remember that Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com is a great way to reach us. Other ways involve like telegraphs and stuff, and we haven't hooked it up in a while. Twitter. Um, Twitter. Uh, we're on Mastodon. No, we're not. We're not. I don't even know what that is. What is that? It's like a, they say it's a disconnected, like it, it's a decentralized Twitter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, if you have a suggestion for a scary thing or an anime specifically creepy weird animes we should watch uh please email them to us or yes at jjb pod on twitter however you may have noticed that we don't always take suggestions uh because no. that like 10 people were like watch hunter hunter 10 people like, were like no. watch mob psycho and we were like hunter hunter is okay and then we just watched everything else random we'll, things we'll that, get to mob psycho that one person suggested but uh parasite is dope and uh so is jojo's and you should just read the comic or like play a video game or something. Cool. Have a spooky week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Woo -hoo -hoo. <laughs>